You're about to experience filling the air with words. Version 2.0, honoring Jane Shannon, who co-created this conversational podcast. On the Zoom line from Vancouver, British Columbia, is my only Irish friend. <laughs> my only Irish friend. This makes it sound so important. I'm a VIP. You're a VIP. Naomi Plant, who is here to talk with us about 2020. Mm-hmm. What a year, huh? What a year is right. It's been a roller coaster for sure. If you could describe this year we're about to leave in one sentence. I know that's hard for you in general, but let's just say, <laughs> <laughs> let's just say. Say, touche. Why say thing with one word when you can paint, you know, a whole myriad and say it in 10? That's an Irish yes. thing. We, we're not succinct. We like to, we're flowery. We like to paint with words. So this is a real challenge for you. I'm giving you a, starting off with a real challenge. Mm -hmm. I'm going to see this challenge and I'm going to hit it back to you with one word. Transformative. Now, please carry on from that observation. Um, I don't know if it's the time of year and, you know, the festivities and people gathering the foods that they normally do and the comfort things and festooning their home with decorations. And if it's a little bit of a feel good factor on the end of a year and the solstice was yesterday, you know, accepting the darkness with the light and all of that kind of Celtic pagan goodness. But I think because there's been <laughs> so much opportunity, if we frame it that way, for people to be on their own and for people to be still in a way that none of us have been still for a very long time. And certainly never in a, at a point that I can think of everybody in the world, like globally have been in the same position. You've had a lot of time to just be with yourself and be with your thoughts and think about what you want and about what you don't want and what you thought was important in your life. And that maybe isn't. And it's just brought things back to basics. And I know a lot of people who have, experienced a lot of things this year um negative and positive you know i know people who've had babies and people have gotten married and i know people who have lost people to covid and to other things other complications and just you know death is part of life just the standard stuff that usually kills people um but a lot of people have said that to me that they feel like they've had a huge amount of personal growth this year and personal growth is kind of, yeah, it's kind of like going to the gym. You know what I mean? It's never pleasant, but you're really happy when you get to the other side of it. And I think maybe at this time of year, people have a tendency to look back at things. And maybe we're looking at, I don't think you can really look at things with rose-tinted glasses after the year that 2020 has been. So maybe people are taking a very candid look and a very kind of, yeah, like a very keen eye on, on what they want and what they don't want. And they've offered you opportunities that it maybe wouldn't have. That might be a little bit too much silver lining, but like just just for me, there I've discovered things this year that have become a really big part of my routine and things that give me joy that I would have never visited before and I probably wouldn't have had the time to visit before. Was I not unemployed and had lots of time on my hands? <laughs> what were some of those things that you discovered that gave you joy or that are continuing to give you joy? Yeah, so I said to you before, I've gotten really into sea swimming. Um, I've met lovely, lovely, kind people down there. And I think we're all slightly mad because I think you probably need to be a little bit uh, unusual to get into the Pacific in December <laughs> in, a, in a bathing suit. I think that takes a unique type of soul. Um, 
but just yeah just experiencing kind of enjoyment almost like not childlike wonder but you know that kind of thing of that you're so excited about something and you're so happy about something as an adult I just don't think that's as frequent as when you're younger you know like Derek's niece will get excited about the smallest of things and it probably takes a little bit bigger things to excite people whereas the first rush when I go into the ocean like I'm giddy like I laugh sometimes when I go into the water because laugh of how cold it is on your skin but also just the glorious freedom of it when there's so little freedom at the moment people can't travel people can't get to their jobs they can't get to their family they can't get to things and i'm fortunate enough that i can get into the ocean and like float about the place like a mad irish woman in december completely happy and i think that's been that's been really really great and small things like cooking it takes so much time to cook now a stranger off the internet which is so lovely gave me the makings of chala yesterday as part of her hanukkah celebration she was giving away yeast and her recipe for chala bread i maybe she did that last year maybe it's an assumption on my part but i certainly wouldn't have been online with the vigor that i am these days to catch something like that and you know i met a neighbor in the city and she messaged me and i messaged her and now i'm going to make chala probably this evening for the first time like there's loads of these little things where people are taking time to connect with people in new ways and being vulnerable and it's definitely it's a complete transformation for me from where i was this time last year to this year it's so slowed down and I'm not saying I always love like it feels like you're swimming in molasses and you don't have the freedom that we're used to but it's also there's been some good bits you know there's been some good bits what about the bad oof how long have you got (laughs) (laughs) god Robert you shouldn't give an Irish person an opportunity to complain about anything we'll just run with it we're great at that um yes to the the yeah the the lows have been as low as they possibly could have been was with the highs have been as high as they possibly could have been. Like I know, I know several people who have, who have died from COVID, you know, my, my friend's dad passed away. He had retired. Um, he was supposed to set off in this whole new chapter of his life. He's a very kind, loving man, massive part of the community and uh, did some great work back in Ireland with people who were vulnerable with addiction and that kind of thing. And he had just retired and was looking forward to time with his family and time with his grandkids and time with his wife. And he's no longer here. And that's like, that's tough. Like that's very, very, very tough. And there are so many instances with that. And then I remember thinking I had sent a message to some friends. It's an old colleague. And uh, I messaged her close friend to just say, I'm not going to contact her because she's going to be inundated with people just because of who her dad was in the community. So I sent a message through the friend and lit a candle here in Vancouver and that kind of thing. And, you know, loss is never, never easy, but just culturally for Irish people, and I'm sure everybody has their own way of celebrating the dead when they go on to whatever is out there. You couldn't have people in the church. You couldn't have people in the home. You couldn't have your friend come up to you and give you a hug. And I think that was, I was like, I can't imagine experiencing something like that and not being able to have somebody comfort you or something like that so that was it was particularly tough like I really really felt for her but which was great as we were just saying uh, another conversation about modern technology she had taken a film briefly outside the church which shows how kind and generous of spirit she is very like her dad for people who couldn't be there she wanted to make sure that they could see what was happening and she put it on Facebook later 
and there was all the people outside the church because they couldn't go in and they were all distanced, they're all wearing masks, they're all showing up in whatever way they can. So even though that's horrifically difficult, she knew that people were with her, you know? And I think those things make a difference. So even though it's horrendous, like absolutely horrendous, numbers are changing all the time. I'm sure we're all sick to death of knowing how absolutely terrible this, you know, modern plague is that people are still doing what they can to let people know that they're connected to them, but not in the way that they would want to. So yeah, the, the bad has been pretty bad. The bad has been pretty bad. Huge unemployment, huge death rates. Saw something earlier about a nurse who kind of had a meltdown and went on to Instagram to talk about it and vent her feelings. And she was talking about how where she was working was in Washington, I think. Um, and they were trying to order body bags because they couldn't cope. Mm. Like I can't, I can't even get my head around that. I think I kind of think a lot about what will people in the future think about this. Because I kind of think when you're in, I don't know about you, but when you're in a really difficult situation, it kind of seems surreal. And then the more it passes, the more you become accustomed to it because humans are great at adapting. We adapt and survive. You know, cockroaches and share. We're here for the long haul. And we, we do what you have to do. And I think it's probably what will happen, certainly for me, I think when we are past this and you look back is when you'll realize, be like, Jesus, that was, that was a lot. <laughs> and, and we got through it. And I wonder what people in the future will think at that time when they see, because there's so much social media, they'll see photos of masks, they'll see images of trucks removing what used to be happy, healthy people. It'll be a, it'll be a trip, <laughs> yeah. for sure. Yeah. That was a very good uh, word painting of both the highs and painting maybe thing it was it was you know it is it's been a a really what was that charles dickens novel right the tale of two cities right it's the Mm. best of times and the worst worst exactly exactly i'm reading a christmas carol at the moment actually are you really in old english or in In old english yeah and you know what it's so funny because i've only ever watched it year after year the book is like yay big not even really it's teeny yeah wow so do you understand Old English? It's, it's, it's kind of, it's a little bit like Shakespeare. So it's yeah. not as difficult to understand as I thought it would be. And I'm yeah. hoping it'll really flourish and flesh out my own vocabulary. You know, if you throw in a few of those little 1800 numbers, it'll really jazz it up. <laughs> <laughs> Can you give me a couple 1800s? Uh, that would be Over. 17th century words. No, I can't think of any now that I'm on the spot. What did they say? Maybe I got festooned from that, actually. Festooned? I yeah, think maybe it's... that's from reading, maybe that's from reading Dickens. I think so. I have to figure out something to title using the word festoon. I, I don't know. Maybe it'll be this episode on the radio. I'm, festoon. I'm not really, festoon. You are festoon. festoon words. <laughs> so I know you look at a lot of social media and, you know, listen to a lot of music and just do all of those kinds of things. I know you've been a Netflix fan. I mean, we've all just, you know, it's like, okay. I'm, I'm over Netflix now. I'm kind of ghosting Netflix. I need to take a step back. I won't even want to go to the cinema because I've been watching so much. It's terrible. I'm watching yeah. so much TV. I know. Shocking. I know. I wonder I, I haven't got an abacus with special words to talk to you because <laughs> I feel like I'm getting dumber by the minute. Yeah. I've watched so much TV. What has been, out of all of the stuff, there Two mm-hmm. questions here. Let's start with television. Out of all of the stuff that you've watched on Netflix, Prime, regular TV, wow. 
what one thing can you think of that really defines your feelings this year? Oh, sugar. It's been a lot of, like I've seen this, like it's been a big year. We've lost a lot of really incredible and talented people. Like, as you said, that two, two things came to my mind. Um, I'm not sure that they really surmise the feeling of this year, but I've watched, and I had watched previously anyway, a lot of Chadwick Boseman movies. Um, incredible, incredibly gifted actor. And I've also watched a lot of Queer Eye because I'm sorry, but the five fab, the, or the fab five, when you are feeling a little bit low, they will pick you right up. <laughs> um, but I don't know if that's, if that's a, well, maybe it is a good analogy for this year, actually. They started with people who maybe don't feel so great and they have certain insecurities with themselves. And they take this big vulnerable step into the world and invite five strangers into their lives to try and show them you do have value. You're good in this way and you're good in that way and you deserve to treat yourself well and live your best life no matter what the circumstances. So actually, the Fab Five have nailed 2020. <laughs> that's, that's exactly it, you know. Take what you have and make it as joyful as possible. Now, pardon my ignorance, but the Fab Five are the main characters on Queer Eye for the Strip. Yes, so they're, um, they're, it's a, it, I don't know if you remember the original. There was, it's, a re, it's a reboot of um, yeah, Queer Eye for the Straight Guy is what it used to be called. And they would go in and it would be typically, uh, it would be, it's, it's five gay men and they would typically go into a heterosexual man and try and you know, make their life more fabulous, if you will. Mm-hmm. Whereas now it's evolved and it's, it's really great. The five people who are in it are phenomenal. And they deal with lots of things. They talk a lot about men's mental health, which I think is really important. It's sometimes overlooked. And they kind of cater a lot to that and talking about people. They also have, you know, they have women, they have men, they have older people, they have younger people. And they kind of just give their life a facelift, if you will, but very much with the things that they already have, those people, and they accentuate it. And all of them have had their own different kind of hurdles. Um, Obviously, being gay and coming out is an experience that I'm not familiar with, but there's hurdles within that. And then they all have their own kind of story. Like one of them um, experienced homelessness. One of them, um, their family weren't very accepting of their sexual orientation. Another person had issues with addiction and they've all just been really comfortable with who they are and owned their vulnerability and took their own gifts and did what they could. And yeah, for point in the middle of the pandemic when we couldn't go out and we couldn't do anything and I was just miserable I would turn that on and it would just be the best you can't look at Jonathan Van Ness and feel bad he, he wrote he wrote a couple of books and I got them for my birthday and one of them is about a guinea pig who a non-binary guinea pig who becomes a gymnast and lives their very best life I read that on the morning of my birthday in bed and it was divine Absolutely. <laughs> oh, that's funny. Oh, yeah. You should, you should tune in to, to Queer Eye. It is uh, fantastic. <laughs> question about music. Is there music that you've listened to in 2020 that has really spoken to you? Maybe music that you weren't familiar with? One particular song? One particular artist? That's funny because there was a little, a little bit of music today uh, that somebody I know put up and sang. And... Uh, I, I sent them a text message straight away and just said, your, your wee song made me smile so wide and made me sad at the same time. 
and uh, I told her she was she was magic in motion. I know this person, so it's not super weird to send that message. Uh, she, um, my friend Amy Blake is a musician, and she put up. I don't know who originally signed this. I don't know if it's Frank Sinatra or Ella Fitzgerald or who. It's have a have a merry little Christmas, mm-hmm. you know. And there's one of the lyrics. Um, sometime soon we'll all be together uh, if the fates allow. But until then, we'll have to muddle through somehow. That has never been more apt than this year. And it's funny because I, that Christmas, that really hit me when I was listening to my friend sing and she's, she would obviously like to be home in Ireland at the moment. And there's so many people who'd be like to be home with their families, wherever their place of origin is. And um, that has been playing along with kind of old carols in my house this Christmas for the first time, probably in a long time. I would have grown up with that. My mom would have played Christmas carols a lot in the house, but it would have been something that I probably really didn't do as an adult and that kind of sentiment and the kind of coming together at the end of the year and that kind of thing has been really 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 struck with me when you were saying about tv i don't know if you're familiar you won't be actually the late late show in ireland it's kind of like not quite james corden but they do a toy show every year where they bring in loads of different children from ireland and they review these toys and they review books and they do everything and it's huge in ireland it is like if you get on the late late toy show you're like royalty for life and they have these kids do songs and everything and obviously with covid it's been very very difficult but they dedicated this year to filming it remotely and they sent out all these messages to people and i watched it while making my christmas wreath And then afterwards I watched Dolly Parton's Christmas and I was sobbing, making my Christmas wreath, looking at this because they were giving all these messages saying to everybody who's away and everybody who can't get home and who wants to be like, this is for you. And normally I'm not phased by the kind of gimmickry of that kind of thing, but it was so heartfelt and genuine this year that they made a massive effort to make everybody feel like they were together, even though they were miles away. So that kind of piece of TV with the Christmas carols this time of year have been pretty poignant for me and then just in general what have I been listening to it's kind of funny my most listened to artists do you do you have the Spotify thing you know the notification that everybody gets very hung up on yeah yeah mine um I'm not that exciting I don't listen to a lot of new music (laughs) I listen to a lot of the same music so that's going to be a little bit boring for this question but my most listened to artist was actually my friend uh which I didn't realize um Amy Blake and she does a lot of kind of folk music and very I would call it like mm, ethereal kind of, it's like a comfort for, for grief kind of. Um, if you've lost somebody or not, like I think this year has been lost for a lot of people, loss of expectations, loss for what could have been, all of this kind of thing. And that's kind of been the soundtrack. She has this music where it really, really makes you feel something. So I've been, I've been listening to a lot of that. It's not very new. Oh, and a lot of Lizzo, a lot of Lizzo and a lot of Amy Blake. Lizzo is quite the phenomenon. Oh my God, I love her. I love her so much. Give me a Lizzo song okay, uh, that, that works for 2020. Oof. Um, oh, I don't know what's the name. I'm going to have to Google the name of the song. I sing it all the time, but I don't know the name of it. I just, she, does, she does meditations on her Instagram channel, by the way. Oh, yeah? So she'll do a live she'll do a live stream and during the pandemic, like that's actually kind of to your point of people are so accessible and people are making themselves more accessible because they're obviously, she's used to performing in front of huge crowds and getting that energy. And that's obviously something that assists her artistry. And that's part of the reason she does that is she wants to connect with the crowd through music and through movement and through joy and through 
everyone having this shared experience and she's also in a position where she can't do that anymore like you know we're all in the same boat just some of us are in yachts and you know her yacht is slightly different but she's still isolated from doing what she does that gives her joy so she started doing this meditation never in my life did I think I would be going onto anybody's Instagram channel while she's sitting in a sunny garden in wherever she is I'm going to assume LA and she's clinging the little chimes and being like breathe and she had a mantra and the whole thing I swear to god it was great for half an hour I felt just it was yeah it was very calming very grounding and I afterwards I was like you just meditated virtually with Liz Oniomi there's something you didn't think was going to happen this year <laughs> but there that's what I appreciate about people like that like even artists are being really really vulnerable like they wouldn't have made themselves so accessible before without you know obviously they make a living without a ticket without a subscription without something but she wanted everyone whoever could get on at that particular time to feel grounded in that moment which is pretty cool so maybe I should hit up the queer eye guys who knows yeah maybe Maybe. The one that I kind of shout a lot is Truth Hurts. Do you know Truth Hurts? I do not. Okay, it's a lyric about, uh, the first lyric is why men be great until they have to, or feel great until they have to be great. So it's a little bit about like, you know, feminist strength and all that kind of thing. And then Good As Hell is another one that I've been listening to again as well. All about, yeah, just feeling empowered by yourself and just doing whatever you have to do in the moment. She's great. Lizzo is great. I highly recommend Lizzo and Amy Bake. Well, we will, uh, I'm sure, stay in touch and we yeah. will talk again in 2021. Crazy. You've been listening to Filling the Air with Words, version 2.0. Find us on Facebook, SoundCloud, and Twitter. Dedicated to the life and memory of our friend Jane Shannon.